Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero with lots and lots of information on every kind of topic you can imagine about home building and construction. Today's topic is homeowners associations and what you need to know. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero today. And this is something that I think a lot of people overlook when they're buying a lot or buying a home, and that's the homeowners association. So let's talk about that first. What is a homeowners association and why do you need to know about it? Well, a homeowners association is basically an organization and it's a set of articles that incorporate the area in your subdivision. And it basically is something that is put into place so that there is a mechanism to handle maintenance. It's a mechanism to take care of open space. It's designed to take care of common areas. It's designed to um, set up um, money and funds and rules for those open spaces so that you can manage them effectively. If you don't have a homeowners association and you have these kind of areas, typically things get neglected. Things uh, You'll have some people taking advantage of it and using it for all sorts of purposes that maybe the original person that designed this did not intend. And you can have a lot of problems. So most developments nowadays and most lots that you're going to buy have these homeowners associations. And you need to be aware of it and you need to you know, take care and read through these things and understand what you're getting into because this can have a major impact on you if you're not careful. So let's talk about this for a little bit and, and go over some of these different things. So first of all, what kind of things would be in a homeowners association? Let's talk about that. Well, again, like I mentioned, you're going to have maybe a entry area that's landscaped and that landscaping when it's put in, it's going to look really good. But over time, it's going to need to be remulched and the bushes are going to need to be trimmed and things might die that need to be replaced. That means everybody's got to pay an equal share of that. And so that's how a homeowners association works. Someone may look at it and say, okay, we're going to set aside, you know, some money for this. So every month, everybody puts in, you know, $25 or let's say it's $100 a year. And we put that into a pool of money into an account. And then over time, we start drawing that money out and we start using that to fix things. And as long as there's a mechanism to keep collecting it every year, you do that and you continue to um, maintain those areas. That's pretty simple and those are pretty low fees. But you may have other things that get incorporated into a homeowners association. For example, if you got a bigger subdivision, maybe it's got a playground. Now you have things like mulch. Uh, you have to cut the grass around it. Um, most subdivisions these days have ponds and different things, and those ponds need to be maintained. Uh, the areas around them need to be trimmed and, and, and keep looking good. Otherwise, the subdivision is going to look really crummy. That is all done by a homeowners association, and that can be the main mechanism. Unless you've got a really great neighbor that's willing to just spend their time uh, volunteering, uh, cutting the grass every time, that is something that's done by a homeowners association. So keep that in mind because that's really important. Now, if you start getting more and more amenities, the more amenities you have, the more you're going to see your homeowners association increase. So for example, if you've got a pool 
Now you have not only the cost of the chemicals, but the heating, the electricity, you have the grounds around it that you need to maintain. If there's bushes and landscaping, those might need to be watered. Uh, you might have to have um, a service company come out to maintain the pool. Um, you have the other big thing, which is insurance. You've got to insure that, and that can be very expensive, especially when you have a lot of people using it. And if there's not supervision and a kid falls or slips or uh, having forbids drowns or something in the pool, the insurance rate is going to go through the roof. And so you have to be aware of that. And is that amenity worth it for you? Is that really going to um, provide you guys enough um, you know, usage and value to pay for that association due? And you've got to think about that. You've got to be aware of that. Um, it's like, hey, it's great. This place has got a pool. Look at that. Oh, I'm, I'm paying $400 a month to use this pool. Well, you know what? You could, you could get a heck of a gym membership anywhere and get a pool, uh, probably for a lot less. Um, granted, you might have to drive there, but again, it might be worth it if you're only going to use it a few times. So you got to consider that. The other thing that you have to consider with the homeowners association is that those dues are fluid. And what I mean by that is that you know you, you usually have a baseline and a budget for the first year of the homeowners association. And while it's under builder control, the dues are probably going to be fairly modest because the builders, you know, going to. You know, everything's new, first of all, so they don't have to add a lot to it. But the builder is going to keep those dues probably low on purpose because, um, you know, they want to make sure that you know people buy into the subdivision. But as soon as the builder relieves control of that to the homeowners, because eventually the builder is going to get out of that and the homeowners are going to take over, that is usually when the fun starts because a lot of times you will have uh, various factions of people within this subdivision and they all have different opinions on how everything should be run and how much time and emphasis and money should go into each of these items. Some people want, you know, the top of the line service. They want the grass cut every three days and they want everything to look, you know, like a golf course. Other people say, you know what, cut it every other week. I don't care. Just make sure it's, you know, I'm not walking through, you know, a foot of weeds. And that affects your dues because obviously if you're having someone come out and cut your grass every single couple days, you know, every three days, you're going to be paying for that. And everybody pays an equal part of it. So you have to be careful who you elect as leaders. And you also have to go to their meetings when they have them so that you can have a vote and have a say in how everything is run. Because if you don't and you put the wrong people in, you can see your dues shoot up very quickly. And we've seen people leave developments just because the dues have went up really quick, quickly and people don't want to pay for it. Um, you can also have what I call rule Nazis come in. And we've seen this happen too where you get somebody on the board and uh, let's say there's a workout facility and there's lots of you know people that would use this. You get one person that comes in and they write an encyclopedia rules and get them passed. And now you go in there and there's signs plastered all over. You can only work out from you know 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, you know, or if you live on this street, you can only work out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the other you know other street can work out on um, Saturdays and and Wednesdays and you know you don't want to have situations like that occur you know especially if it's something that you're paying for um, you know all of a sudden you can get this thing where uh, it, it basically takes all the usage out of it it, it makes it not fun to live there um, you even start to get into conflicts with your neighbors so you got to be careful with homeowners associations because you have to understand what you're getting into and you also have to understand that the homeowners association dues that you pay today are not going to be the same three years from now and five years from now but 
the thing is you do have control over that because you can get involved, you can be on the board, uh, you can you can help influence that. Um, but the big thing is you got to pay attention to it and you have to make sure that you're there and you're present for those meetings and that you express your opinion. And it can definitely be something that can affect you long term. Those fees also you know, are something you pay on a monthly basis. So, you know, if you start having high fees, that could affect your ability to refinance or your ability to sell it. If, um, you know, you have an affordable subdivision, but you've got all these high homeowners association fees, um, you might find that you're turning away buyers because they don't want that high of a monthly payment. And you also have to just make sure that you're not getting restricted on things that are important to you. You know, some homeowners associations have rules about pets and different things. And all of a sudden somebody changes those rules. You could have a situation where you, you know, aren't allowed to walk your dog in certain places or at certain times. Or, um, you know, if someone makes noise, you know, you're getting penalized for it. Or you're getting ostracized from the subdivision because, you know, you're not conforming to their rules. And um, it can be an issue. Or if you have a homeowners association that's really, you know, kind of off the rails, um, you could have people trying to sue the homeowners association or the homeowners association getting sued. And guess what? You're a member of that association just like everyone else and you're um, you're responsible for it. So all of a sudden everyone kind of is on the hook for that. So you have to be careful about that. You've got to pay attention to it. So as far as how to protect yourself in these situations, the biggest thing I can recommend is before you purchase, make sure you get a copy of the homeowners association documents and you read through all the rules and regulations and read through the articles of incorporation and ask for a budget. See what the budget is. See where money's going to. And even further from that, the next step I recommend is see if you can get a hold of one of the people on the board and just kind of ask them what's going on, what's planned for the future so that they can kind of give you the lay of the land. It's also a great way to meet a couple neighbors. So it's certainly something that I would recommend to do. It won't take a lot of time, but it's worth the extra few minutes to spend the time researching your homeowners association before you get into it because it can definitely be something that is a problem down the road. Make sure that there are clear articles and everything is in order and that they're, it's well-defined. A well-defined association, even if there's more pages to it, isn't necessarily a bad thing. At least you know what you're getting into. And this is vitally important if you're buying a condo. So this obviously affects homes, but it can also affect condos and even more so in a condo because condos have usually more maintenance and different things um, besides just the common areas. You could have all of the property around your home have that grass cut and you can have the snow plowed and all those things affect your dues. You get one neighbor that wants you know the snow plowed every single time there's a dusting of snow that's going to cost a lot more than if you only plow the snow when there's two inches or more of snow. Some people are like, if we get a half inch of snow, I'll shovel my own driveway. I don't care. Um, and I'd rather do that and save save the money off my dues. And other people might be like, nope, I want I want this thing, you know, looking like a golf course. Every time I want to pull in here, I want to look. I, f- I want to feel like I'm walking to a golf course. That's fine too. But you're going to pay for that. So make sure that you're researching your homeowners association. Make sure you're understanding what level of service you're going to get, who's in charge, um, what's the plan for the future, is there long-term projects, are there special assessments coming. Those are all things that can affect your bottom line, and it's vitally important that you understand that. So take a few moments and look at that, and if you have questions, 
You can also send your association documents to an attorney and have them review that, and they can definitely give you some uh, opinion, legal opinions to make sure everything is set up properly and give you those assurances. But definitely check that out, understand the dues, understand where the dues might go and what kind of changes could occur to this association, not only now but in the future, so that you guys don't get burned. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero, and I have a quick ask. Please make sure that you're liking and subscribing to The Home Building Hero. Just search for Home Building Hero in your podcast app and hit subscribe, and you'll get notified of all our new episodes coming out all the time. And of course, make sure to share this with your friends and family. We appreciate it. We are helping tons and tons of people make great decisions when they're building and buying, and we want that to continue. So once again, I am David Bellman with Bellman Homes. And I want to thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all very soon.